Tune into the Tour of Utah podcast on 1280thezone.com. The podcast includes tips for how to train for the summer cycling and where best to see the Tour of Utah in action. 24 days. We're three quarters of the way through the countdown, PK. It's crazy. We started it with 100 days out. 100 days. We are 100 days out from the 100th BYU-Utah football game, and we're now we're at 24 days out. My favorite band, Old Dominion, has a song line. It says, uh, the days will be long, but the years will fly right by. And it does seem so true. When you're in the moment, sometimes it could seem like it lasts. But when you look back, and just this example from 100 to 24, seems Where like did the 76 days go? Yeah, like two weeks, maybe. Yeah, it's been 11. Since I came up with this brilliant, genius idea. Fabulous. <laughs> it's like loose radio without a list. Uh, it's kind of a casual, modified list, but yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I'd agree. The countdown. All right, Yach has one thing and usually ties into the number for the day. Why is the number 24 significant in the rivalry? I had time to kill on Saturday during the Saturday show, so I looked up the number 24 in series history. There have been five games that have had a score of 24 in it. There have also been five games that have been played on November 24th in the history of the rivalry. Which team do you think is favored in those two five-game sets? Uh, Utah in the first one and BYU in the second one. It's actually BYU in both. They have three two leads in both of those two uh-huh. sets of five. So, fun little fact with fun with numbers on that. 24 days away. It's coming quick. You're right, PK. It feels like we just started this thing. Yep. And we're rolling through it. 24, yeah. Very, very fast. Fast approaching. Like the fact that it is the first game. Like the fact that the Utes are taking it seriously, which uh, I believe is 100% why there's no media portion of viewing of practice, is because it's BYU. I think if it was just about anybody else, you would be able to view like they normally have done for many years, the last 20, 30 minutes or so, which sometimes you can see some stuff. See a little bit. Yeah. Not I, a lot. You know what? I think- They're the, careful. The- th- and sometimes you'd see some stuff. Yeah. Uh, they do, do a little bit of scrimmaging. I think the thing that the thing that's missing is that when you would go and then watch a little bit, that would give you more of a specific question, which would lead to more in-depth answers. You know, you'd go to mm-hmm. Troy Taylor. I can recall Troy Taylor just jumping on a receiver once for not hustling. Right. Names don't matter. But so then you saw that, and you saw him turn around, cuss the guy out. I mean, we're standing right there, right, just above it, and it's down at the north end of the field, so you're, you know, you're 10 yards away. So then you can go to him, and then in your questioning, you could talk about – you're not going to address the specific incident, but you can talk about you know, the receivers given the effort, are they learning the offense, blah, 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 because it was his first year. So it gave, it gave you more parameters to ask – better questions and then they would go into more depth in-depth answers because your question would be leading them down a road that they could address and in a broader sense well now since you see zero you know you can go so kyle who looked good today you know we joked about it last night on television somebody will ask that guaranteed yeah and i i can recall i've said this before uh going uh, Jake Murphy gets off his mission. You know, don't know a whole lot about him, but know he's Dale Murphy's son. So, of course, you know the name. You know, you knew, saw him play baseball in high school. And 
uh, I can recall he made a great catch in uh, one of their scrimmages. And he's a freshman. I'm thinking, this kid looks good. So then you can go in there and you can ask him. And then that, that leads to other stuff about the tight ends and, and more specific stuff. So I, I think that's the thing. The level of questioning is missing. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be pronounced because we're still a little bit in the early stages. But when we get to practice 15, instead of saying, you know, hey, I saw this, these tight ends, this and this, you know, how are the tight ends looking? You just get up, and they're going to get sick of answering general questions. Tyler Huntley's all. weight gain, it's already covered. That was good for day one. Yeah. It's excellent. Right. So I think that's the thing you're missing, and the fans miss out. Because it's harder to ask specific questions. You can just ask general stuff. But just like, uh, I will not see this Jordan Wilmore kid. They were in a big battle for a running back, right? I will literally not see him do anything until or if he gets into a game. Now, I, I assume he'll get into at least four games with that rule. The new uh, redshirt rule. Yeah, you yeah. know, because they've got a part of the deal of having a football program is Zach Moss is your guy. He's a bona fide stud. We all get that. But you've got to get other guys' experience so they're able to go. It goes to what I said with the Clemson and Alabama is they can get a ton of guys and get them game experience because they're usually blowing people out. Well, in the Pac-12, it's harder to do that because you've got games that aren't necessarily blowouts because the competition – between the best and the worst, the gap is much smaller than it is in some of these other conferences. When you play in Kansas, you know full well you're going to get in the game today. It's time for a whooping. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sweet. Well, who, I think the only the BYU Utah is going to beat up on some teams for sure. But the only thing going into this season that I can come close to saying, yeah, this is a guarantee, would be Oregon State. I guess the two non-conferences. I don't think they'll drill. BYU, I have them winning, but I don't have them drilling BYU because well, that normally does not happen. We thought they drilled Northern Illinois last year, and then they went back there. And it was a tight game. Now it's at home. That's this another year. example. Yeah. And because they played them, maybe they'll take them more seriously. I, I suspect that they'll win fairly comfortably. But they lit up UCLA and Arizona pretty good last year. Okay, by the time we got to that one, you knew UCLA. Yeah, but I'm talking now. I had no idea Khalil Tate was gonna have a leg that would barely allow him to walk in August. You see what I'm saying? In fact, August, we were considering them to be a big-time contender. That's what I'm saying. When we get there, they're going to blow some teams out. But right now, same thing with BYU. But I can't necessarily tell you right now. I told the story when we went down to the Rose Bowl, uh, a photographer, a friend of mine for the Times, uh, Luis Cinco, I used to work with him at DeBreeze, and I told him, I said, this is going to be a butt-whipping. He said, yeah, really? Because, <laughs> you know, he's a photographer and he's a sports guy, but he's not really in-depth because he's right. just... He, he, in fact, he told me, he said, you know, last year I did the World Series and it was such a nightmare, so I volunteered to do this game so I didn't have to deal with the nightmare of all the traffic and everything, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Because it was the same night. It was that, that when the Utes played the uh, Bruins that night on that Friday, that was the same game that went like 18, whatever it was, innings. Yeah. Um, so. I can't remember which game I was watching, but one of the games took a shot of the lights of the stadium. Which stadium? Dodger Stadium? From the Rose Bowl 
to the oh, oh, World yeah. Series, and it might have been maybe they had the blimp over the World Series. Oh, that'd and so be they cool. took a shot and over, over there's the Rose Bowl and UCLA's playing, or maybe it was the other way around. Yeah, yeah. But I do remember that specific shot, thinking, man, they are really close. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are really close. Oh yeah, I was worried about traffic. And then we actually, I'm listening to the game on the radio because I'm staying in the South Bay and I'm driving right by Dodger Stadium and we're like in the 16th inning. And then I start hustling to see if I can get to the hotel in time. And just as I turned into the parking lot is when they hit the walk-off. I think Muncie, who had the game-winning double last night, uh, yesterday afternoon against the Padres. And so, anyway, I was telling my friend Cinco, I said, yeah, this is going to be a butt-kicking here because these guys stink and these guys are really good. And so when we got there, it was... And even, but I can't tell you when UC Los Angeles comes up here this year that they're going to work them. I certainly think they're going to win, but can I guarantee you that they're going to work them? No, every game takes on a life of its own, so you don't know that for sure. But yeah, so I won't get to see Wilmore. Well, I just I won't see him, and I think the fans miss out on it. But so be it. They don't really care as long as the team wins. They couldn't care less if we have access or not, and I get that. 